0: Education Currents, a show designed to provide current educational news and commentary from a Christian worldview. The greatest resource any community has is its children, and by providing for them the best possible education, we are providing for ourselves and future generations. Join us as we explore the latest social and political issues surrounding education. Here are your hosts, Dr. Rose Gambler.
1: Welcome, welcome to Education Currents. I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin, and I'm here with Brian Andrasak. And we are talking about Pioneer Club. I don't have a whole lot of information. I know, Brian, that you have your bachelor's, and you have uh, two bachelor's, one in pastoral training and one in business. And then you went on to get your master's of, of business administration. But then I've often wondered... You know, you have all this education, and yet you're doing this ministry called Pioneers Club. So just kind of connect the dots for us.
0: Well, it's really interesting. First of all, Pioneer Clubs has been around for almost 80 years, so it's nothing that I started. I'm just part of the ministry. But I think one of the things that has connected me to the ministry and when the opportunity to serve this ministry presented itself, uh, I look back on my own life and my church background Um, back when I was a child, um, our organization was called Pioneer Girls, and there was another organization called Christian Service Brigade, and one was for girls and one was for boys, and I grew up in Christian Service Brigade, and as I look back on my spiritual journey and what God has worked in my life, uh, I look back on those years as highly formative and that children's ministry within the local church embedded God's word into our hearts, embedded Uh, the, the spiritual transformation that took place was, was there. And we, and I look back at that part of my life and what I learned from the church and that, that went from my head into my heart. And, um, and so that is how I've connected with this ministry on a heart level. So my education in business and, and, and accounting and all the things that come with that have helped me come alongside a ministry and lead it, even though I might not have a degree in education, I will tell you that what I learned through my church, what I've as a child, and what I learned at Moody, has has prepared me for this ministry. And uh, because I'm the product of a ministry like ours, and I would never be sitting here talking to you today unless I had a church that grew us up and and educated us.
1: And so, would you say it was a kind of patterned after? Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, but yet with within a church?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think back at the time, all of those organizations, I, I don't really know the specific history of the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, but in terms of when they started, our ministry was started on the uh, campus of Wheaton College in Wheaton, Illinois. It was a student ministry. The organization I mentioned before, Christian Service Brigade, had started as a student ministry on the campus, and the girls in the area, that were being that were seeing their brothers go to club said where's the club for us, really back in that time uh, we ministered primarily back then to junior high and senior high, our high school girls because churches didn't have youth groups I mean we were sort of a pioneering ministry uh, pardon the pun,
1: <laughs> but
0: uh, we we really were and so uh, I think some of the things that we started to do uh, probably look a lot like. Uh, Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts. There. We still have a program that you can earn badges for. You still are involved in things like hiking and outdoor cooking and, and life skill activities. But we really, I don't think, set out to say, how can we have a Christian Girl Scouts? Mm-hmm. We just developed a program which is centered around a Bible curriculum that helps kids discover what's in God's Word for themselves and apply it to their lives.
1: So this this curriculum, can anybody get it, or is it just exclusively allowed to be used by the Pioneer Clubs?
0: No, you know, we are open to having whoever would like to use our curriculum. There was a time when you had to be a church or whatever, but we really do have an open philosophy. If you want to reach kids for Christ, if you want to teach them how to apply the Bible in life situations... If you want to help them learn about basic life skills uh, like cooking or money management or all the different ones that we offer through our program, uh, we would be happy for you to use uh, our program. And uh, though I would say primarily our program is used through churches that run our program, but I do know of some individuals, um, some homeschoolers that do it for their group of of, uh, influence, and so we're, we're really just open to whoever. I mean, if you can become a member and use our program, or you can use it and not become a member.
1: So how would they, uh, how would someone obtain, now the reason I ask, let me tell you why I ask. Because, you know, after the George Barna, he just released his latest findings on worldview. And it's pretty shocking that, you know, millennialists, maybe 10%, have a faith-based or a biblical worldview. And their children... Four percent you know so the worldview, the faith-based worldview is diminishing it's disappearing, and so parents who are sending their children to public school they're looking for resources. How can we how can we after school provide some type of program for our children and it it just seems like a perfect fit to say let's start a neighborhood. Pioneers Club mm-hmm. and invite our neighbors as well. So not only are we instilling these truths into our children, but into their friends and and building a stronger little community within our neighborhood. So how could they obtain this curriculum?
0: Well, you know, one of the things that I came into the organization a few years ago, we looked at what we were doing and we we felt like at that at that time the only thing we were offering to people to use you really had to have like 20 to 30 kids at least to run that program and we start looking at that and saying there must be a way for us to offer something for large groups but also for people who have eight nine 12 kids in their neighborhood that would want to do that mm-hmm. and so we do have a program it's called the delta program and uh, it's built so that you can run it as a basically what we call an a schoolroom, you know, mm-hmm. all-in-one schoolroom type of setting, where you have different age groups there, and so that is, if you have four or five kids, you can use that program, and in, and it's a curriculum that again is is full in terms of what we offer: Bible study activities, but for a, a group that much may be made up of just a few kids of different ages, and so we we went. Uh, purposely, after developing a curriculum like that, so that uh, smaller groups, smaller churches, could have something as well as larger churches. Because you know, in in our marketplace, sometimes uh, when ministries or businesses like ours think of things, everybody would love the two thousand member church to use their program. Yes. <laughs> but our our research showed that fifteen to twenty million children. Are involved in churches of 200 and less. Mm-hmm. And that's a large group of children. And so we try to minister uh, to those groups. So someone that wants to do it out of their home could do it as well.
1: So do you have a website?
0: Yes, we do. It's uh, pioneerclubs.org. And uh, people can go there and find out about the different offerings that we have. We have what we call our traditional program, which is with badges and sort of with, you can buy vests and sashes, similar, to like you mentioned, to the Girl Scouts. But we also have the Delta program, which is simpler award systems, more stickers and emblems and little pins that the kids can earn. And then we're coming out with a brand new one uh, in the next couple of months called Bolt. And it's for groups that only want to do something for, say, four to six weeks at a time. You know, you want to try or you want to try something. You want to say, well, well, my kids like this. And so we've built a program that whether you're a small church or or a large church and you have a hard time finding someone to commit for 20 to 30 weeks of the year of a program. We have a program now that you you can start it and in four weeks be done and see how the kids liked it and come back and you can pick and choose which activities, life skill activities you want to be involved in uh, or your children to be involved in. You can... Pick and choose which Bible lessons you want to teach your kids. So it's going to be a very flexible program used in all, any context.
1: Yeah, I could, I could see a homeschool association or I could just see a family that has a heart. I know I, when I was a young mother, I really had a heart for all the neighborhood kids that my children were playing with. And I would look for VBS programs and whatever I could find to do a neighborhood Bible club. And I think this is a great resource you know, it helps our children learn to also minister to others.
0: And that's why we did a VBS program that is very simple. Everything's in one binder. You really don't have to buy anything else if you if you purchase that. And it's meant for, again, small churches, people with less resources, with smaller groups of children. Because, again, we have a heart for for any size group of any denomination. And so we really hope that that those uh, things can be used again in backyard clubs I, we know that that's
1: yes. happened
0: too so. yes
1: so when they go to pioneersclubs.org they can find the vbs program as well
0: correct yes in fact
1: we have three well, they can find three vbs yeah. well we're going to take a break right here but when we come back i really want to talk about what i want to talk about so we'll come right back <laughs>
0: You have been listening to Education Currents, a production of MRG Media Ministries. For more on this, or to contact us, go to
2: mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com. You've got questions? God has answers, and they're all found in the Bible. Welcome to God's Treasure Chest. I'm Charles Mills. Let's see what's hiding in God's Word today. Why is there sin? One Sabbath morning, my dad and I were on our way to church. Suddenly, without warning, a barn swallow flew into the path of our car. The little bird hit the front bumper with a sharp thud. Quickly stopping the car on the side of the country road, we jumped out to see if maybe, just maybe, we'd only stunned it. But the little swallow was dead, feathers bent and broken. Overhead, her mate circled. He was still circling when we drove away. "'Why is there sin?' I asked my dad through angry tears. "'I don't know,' he said. "'But one thing is for certain. "'Jesus is going to put an end to it when he returns. "'No one knows why Adam and Eve chose to live in sin "'instead of remaining under God's protective care. "'Why do we choose to sin?' Why do we do wrong when we know what is right? The treasure chest says, God made him who had no sin, Jesus, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 2 Corinthians 5.21 in IV. When we get to heaven, let's ask Jesus your question. I believe he'll have the answer we both need to hear. If you'd like to learn more about God and His amazing treasure chest, write for your free, kids-only Bible course. The address is Treasure Chest, P.O. Box 53055, Los Angeles, California, 90053. Discover the many answers waiting for you in God's treasure chest.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Rose Gamblin. And I come to you each week through the programs of Education Currents and Homeschool Companion. And I'm so blessed to be part of MRG Media Radio Ministry. And I'm giving you the opportunity to be part of it too. We can't stay on the air without your financial support. So take a moment right now during our fundraiser to call you with a gift of any size. As a token of my appreciation for your gift, I have a gift for you so be sure you call. And my gifts consist of books from different guests that I've had on the show and different topics that I've done. And I also have s- some books that I've written that I've autographed for you. So be sure and call us 301 824 3162. That's 301 824 3162 or write to MRG Media at P.O. Box 413 Smithsburg, Maryland 21783. That's P.O. Box 413 Smithsburg, Maryland 21783. Welcome back. I'm here with Brian Andrasak. I bet just on, the, on pins and needles to know what I really want to talk about. Well, and, and we're talking about pioneer clubs, but we want to talk about what some, a, a recent opportunity that came your way. We want to hear the whole story.
0: Well, uh, the recent opportunity to, to sort of unveil this for everyone listening is that recently we've been able to go into Cuba And we have established our club programs in Cuba. And that's just an exciting thing for our ministry. Uh, Now, I would love to say we had this grand strategic plan (laughs) of how we were going to go into this country once the doors opened. But what really happened was, was better than anything we could think about, was that God kicked open a door. And we're just walking through the doors that he's kicking open for us. I was able to go about 18 months ago with a group from my church, and we went to just explore uh, what ministry possibilities existed there with a denomination called the Los Pinos Nuevos denomination. Uh, And that denomination has been around since 1929. And so we went there, and Pioneer Clubs about mm, close to 20 years ago took some of its curriculum and and had translated it into Spanish and it was sitting in our warehouse, and it hadn't moved very much at all. And I decided, I'm just going to grab some of these books. I'm going to put them in my suitcase. I'm going to take them to Cuba. I'm going to say, is there any use for these here? Well, once we met with the leadership of the denomination, they were really excited. They said, we don't have anything like this. We get very few resources. They said, but we don't want your resources unless you also come and train us to use your resources. And we said, well, you know, if we can help in doing that, then we will do that. And so in July of last year, uh, we took a team of 10 people down there and from all over the place, from, from a couple of different States in the United States. I had a team member from Canada. I had one from Mexico come and join us. And we took our curriculum and, and held a one week children's ministry conference for them a training conference and they had they have told me that they don't none of them in their lifetimes remember anything like this being available to them and not only did we teach them to use our curriculum but we also did like general children's ministry training group discipline the age character, you know how kids learn at different different learning styles different age characteristics of different age groups and and so we did this conference we gave them two days to have a hands-on experience with our curriculum and then uh, I was back in November to, to uh, work through some of the children's material so that we could have it printed in Cuba because it's very difficult to ship things to Cuba. Much easier to print them uh, down there. And then in January we ba- went back and we've trained now 10 people as trainers so they can go throughout Cuba and train other people to use our program. And things are going magnificently.
1: It's always so wonderful and heartwarming to hear how God leads. I I love the idea of having a strategic plan. You know, that's good business sense. But then I love it when God just, you know, with the blink of an eye or a little wisp goes "Oh, and this is going to happen or this is this is where I want you to go. I mean, just think now, the, the material that you, so you have some material in Spanish. Now, is that also posted on the website or is that stuff just been sitting back there?
0: It really, it has just been <laughs> sitting back there. Uh, one, one of the things is, is that our plan for the future is the new program I mentioned to you, the Delta program that we did about three or four years ago, which will be six years of material. Uh, our goal is to work with our friends in Cuba and other uh, Spanish countries to translate that, to get that into the Spanish language so that that can become the long-term solution to their, their curriculum needs down there. Because what I have was built for third and fourth grade age level, and um, it's about it, for them it will last them about a year and a half or two. And so we have a plan to move forward translating this other curriculum fully for them in the meantime, um, we're just seeing exponential growth happening down there. Uh, as I mentioned, we started in July. And so within um, seven or eight months, I now have nearly 50 churches ministering to 1,500 children. And I got a, an email last week saying, we need another thousand children's books. Yeah. And so we, fortunately, we have a group going down there that can take the funding down to have those produced. And so... Uh, And we're also sending some of our leaders' materials with them. And so they're going to be set to serve about 2,000 to 3,000 children uh, in the next month or two. But I'll tell you, I think in May or June, I'm going to get another email that says, can we get more materials? Yes. And I have people who are ready to train, to go all around Cuba to train. In fact, they're being approached because other churches and other denominations are hearing about this club program. And they're like, how can we get our hands on that? So yeah. it's, um, it's really exciting to see what God's doing.
1: And what is the percentage? I know there's a percentage that if you reach a child at a certain age, you have that commitment to Jesus Christ. And as they get older and older and older, it's harder and harder. Right. And, I... yet, and yet traditional mainstream Protestantism invests in that old level, <laughs> on that older level.
0: Unfortunately, you're right. I know that I've read the studies too. It's somewhere between 80 and 85% come to Christ between the ages of 4 and 14 years old. That's where we have the window of opportunity. And it's very interesting when we look at Cuba because I've read some things, having been there a number of times, I thought it'd be good to read. I've read a upper on Fidel Castro, and he was raised in the Catholic Church. And, and part of his, even the revolution centered around sort of a liberation theology that he had built through his religious training. And so we really have a great opportunity to reach the next generation. So we're at work with elementary school kids. And literally, we have kids from both the church that, that go to church, but also from the community. Uh, remember, kids in Cuba aren't running around with cell phones or iPads. They don't have organized sports and music and all the activities that we have in America. And so they are hungry to come together and to do something together. And so we, I mean, this is a, a field that is so white for harvest. And and we just feel fortunate that God's placed us there and put us in there to be able to do this work. And and we're just amazed at what he's doing.
1: Yes. Well, we have like two minutes left of the show, and I wondered if you could share with us, maybe your personal mantra or your, or the text that really speaks to you, or or a promise.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, one of the things we we do is every year we have a verse, a, a key verse, and um, there's a Paul writes in Romans, and he's referring back to, to uh, Pharaoh and Moses and Pharaoh, and it says you know, for this purpose I raised you up, that you would declare my name in all the earth. And so as I look at Pioneer Clubs and, and look back over our rich history and what we've done, I we have claimed this, that God has raised us up at this point in time to declare his name in all the earth. And in, in that particular spot right now is Cuba. Uh, again, you know, what God is doing is, is amazing. I've gotten now calls from the Baja Peninsula of Mexico. There's a lot of poor barrios up and down that peninsula and they're like can you come and train us we would love to have this here and and these are like 200 churches reaching 10 to 15,000 kids so it's just amazing what god is doing so he's raised us up to declare his name and that's what we're going to do
1: and really when you think of the investment on the war against terrorism if we get the children they will be they will not be able to be radicalized if they have jesus as their center Fantastic! Thank you so much for spending this time with us. One last thing to say, and that is keep learning.
0: You have been listening to Education Currents, a production of MRG Media Ministries. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word mrgmediaministries.com